What's up everybody and welcome to Head Rap Chronicles with none other than your host, Head Rap Diva. I just want to say um, grand risings to those and good night to others just depending on what part of the world you're located in at the moment. But I want to come to you all about a situation or a topic or however you want to kind of classify it. I just want to talk to you guys and just have a real, real conversation. And for me, I don't know, a lot, of, a lot of you should be very much aware that I am a black woman and have a black mama. <laughs> and let's talk a little bit about what that was like growing up, you know, as well as what life is like for you now with being a black woman uh, myself <laughs> and as well as a black mama. Um, I was having a very interesting conversation with my mother the other day and just understanding having the understanding and being able to gain momentum of what it means to have an identity for the both of us was a hard reality to come about um, we struggled her and I as a teenager trying to find a balance of what was right what was wrong and her having the understanding of the differences um, with me and me having an understanding of the differences with her. And I have to tell you, those was very interesting years and it's still interesting to this day in my adulthood. So I'll give you a little bit of background. Um, I grew up in a single parent household and my mother, you know, she did what she had to do. She was a hard 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 worker and she made sure that my sibling and I which I have an older brother had everything that we needed and sometimes she would throw in a little bit of of things that we wanted and um I just remember her working a whole lot right just a lot just working and my brother and I always spending our time at my grandparent my grandmother's house um you know, I didn't think nothing of it. I'm a kid, so I thought it was a fun time. Being able to go to grandma's house and then being able to go home. Type of deal. I didn't think nothing of it, you know, because she was hard working. And I haven't, I can't not think of how I would be able to repay her for the sacrifices that she made for us. Um, especially being a mother, you know, doing it all on her own. Because I couldn't imagine <laughs> being a single mother. It's a lot of work. But just know that her and I definitely struggled and battled. A lot, especially as our teenage years, and me trying to grow into the person that I desired to be and who I um, wanted to grow into, and I always felt like my mother was resistant of that. I could not put a finger on it. It always just felt like she was so resistant, as if every time I would try to grow an inch, she would try to squeeze it back down and just say, "No, stay this age just a little while longer." And it, it, it was hard. It was so, so hard. Um, I also grew up Baptist. It's another piece of self-disclosure as to why the struggle of um, growing up with my black mother was also hard. Uh, because growing up Baptist, there was always like the mantra of the routine of how service went every single Sunday. Um, that's not how I worship anymore, but I just can tell you what it was like just growing up. Every single Sunday, you know, you come in, you'll see the, as if you were on time, you know, we were never on time. So 
when we were on time, we'd be able to see the choir walk in, we'd be able to hear the Lord's Prayer, then we would hear like the announcements, and from the announcements that would come altar call, from altar call the offering, then from offering you have worship, which is my favorite part, is when we usually arrive at the church right after offering. Then you have the preaching, and then you have, um, I don't know what it's called, the part where they say, come as you are if you want to accept the Lord. Then you have the, um, how do you say that? The benediction. See? The mantra. The same routine every single time. And I always understood, you know, what kind of was going on. But I didn't grasp the purpose as to why we did the things that we were doing. And I always felt uncomfortable. I never felt welcomed. Even to this day. As much as I try to go there, it's always the looks or I can't even describe it to you, to be honest with you. I just never felt comfortable. I always felt like me being there was considered taboo. You know, I looked at it as for, you know, to grow up Baptist and Christianity and all that stuff. Those are some very judgmental individuals. And my family was considered taboo at the time, you know. My mother's a single mother with two kids. She raised two kids by herself. And so that's what I always felt like. That's what it always felt like. Uh, and maybe right now I can be overthinking or I can be reaching, but that's what it felt like. So for my mom, who was very much so like highly like, oh, we gotta go to church, you gotta, you know, talk to God, pray, duh, 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 all these different things. I took on that persona. I, I wanted to make her happy. I wanted to follow in her footsteps. I wanted to be the person that she always wanted me to be, right? And that was so hard. I can't even describe it to you. I, I cannot even put it into words, the struggle that I faced trying to live up to her expectations. Because all we would do was battle. She would say things to me like, well, if you go out on Saturdays, you better make sure you're at church on Sundays. And I would. I'd be in that thing tired. Super tired. But I'd be there. Mm-hmm. I would be there. And, you know, I went to college. So in college, she's like, okay, make sure you find your good church. So she's a black mother, so that's what, that's what they do. They take, make sure you find a good church. And I tried. I tried a few times. I ever went to a few places that uh, was blended, you know, blacks, whites, Asians, however you want to put it down. It was a little bit of everything. I tried. I tried for a few years trying to find some type of balance, you know, for myself and just different things like that. Um, but yet again, I just never felt comfortable. Um, and then I started, you know, developing into who I am today and start really learning, you know, the meanings and the depths behind Christianity, being Baptist and my black mother, right? And I found out that everything kind of contradicted. It was like a contradiction, like an oxymoron, you know, like jumbo shrimp type of thing. It was just everything was a contradiction. And I came to the realization that growing up Baptist and Christianity was false. Uh, 
still wasn't able to have that full-fledged conversation with my mother to say, hey, this is not how I believe, this is not how I worship. You know, I find myself, even to this day, hesitant to have that conversation with her. Because I still don't want to, dis- you know, get that disapproval. Because that's all I've ever wanted from her all my life is a, her approval of my lifestyle. And that didn't dawn on me until we had a conversation the other day about the way I choose to live my life and my lifestyle. And all I can do is just say to her, thank you for teaching me this lesson. It was a hard lesson for me to be able to come about and fully understand because I didn't get it. I just would fight against everything and be so upset with the fact that she didn't approve of, at the time, like tattoos or piercings or my thought process. And I always felt like I had to defend or explain to her like why I do what I do. And I realized I don't have to do any of that. None of it. If she's the mother that she said she was, the one that sacrificed everything just to make sure that we were okay, that she would accept me for who I am and what I believe in because when it comes to life and laughter and love and living it the way I am designed to live it I shouldn't have to explain it to anyone I shouldn't have to live up to anyone else's standards but my own I should be able to be happy with who I am and that's it that's it No one can judge or place their values or opinion on the way I should live my life. But as we all know, when it comes to the black mama, that's her role. That's what she's always known from generations to generations. And here as this black mama, I am destined to break that particular habit as much as I love my black mama I cannot live the life that she has designed for me in her eyes I have to live the life that I have designed for myself I'm ever evolving I'm ever growing and with in order for me to continue to do so I have to be free I have to break the mind's the mindset and the mind frame of the routine and the mantras from hundreds of years ago. I don't want to live back there. I want to live right now in the present moment, not in the past, not too far in the future, but right now. And in order for me to do so, my black mama taught me that lesson. As I was saying, when it comes to the black mama, I am forever grateful for you. Because without you, my dear black mama, there would be no me. And I wouldn't have my little ones. For you, black mama, I'm very appreciative of all the things that you taught me. I am always, always going to recognize every lesson that you have presented to me, the good, the bad, the ugly, 
and for you black mama thank you for giving me the willpower to have an open mind to be creative to be independent to think freely and for that black mama I will always love you until the end thank you all so much for being great listeners um, to today's Head Rock Chronicles if you have any questions or concerns um, please feel free to reach me at headwrapdiva at gmail.com and talk with you all soon bye